Maritza. This is Shane, and you're listening to Pinkcast. Sleepy Pinkcast. Sleepy Pinkcast. Well, technically, Fat Pinkcast. <laughs> yes. We have to figure this out because we can't <laughs> run around calling ourselves different things. Yeah, it's the sleepy version of Fat Pinkcast yes. or something. Yeah, something like that. Or it's, yeah, well. Yeah. So we have a couple ravens. Um, we have a hot mess raven <laughs> from Comic Con. Wait, is it a it's a metaphorical raven or is it Raven Metzner? It's Raven Metzner who's a hot mess. No, he's oh, it's a so medical. It's not a, it's not a bird. It's a metaphor. It's not a plane. It's an executive <laughs> producer. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well. Call call Raven. No. Um. Yeah, we have a hot mess raven. Yeah. The Raven is saying that what the fuck happened at Comic-Con. It was like, so Nicole obviously wasn't going to be there. And she was on Twitter kind of being like, hey, go support the cast. I won't Mm. be there, but, you know, you guys should. So they took her name off the thing like about a month before, right? Right. But then Tom was supposed to be there. And like Friday, I think people were like, yeah, he's not. He's not coming. And we're just like, what? And I was like, what the hell? What is going on? And they were like, but Orlando Jones and John Noble are supposed to be there. And I was like, what? And so even before the panel, they had announced that Orlando and John were going to be there. But then the only people who were actually there and Clifton Campbell didn't come either. So the showrunner was there. Yeah. And they they said that it was because of a a scheduling conflict because they had like, I don't know, not reshoots, but they had a production change. And so Tom couldn't make it and Clifton couldn't make it. But then they announced Orlando and John Noble. And then the only people who came out were Lindy, um, Zach Appleman and Nikki Reed. And of course, Raven Metzner. Yeah. And then on Twitter, John Noble was like, we were never asked. Wait, so they had advertised John Noble or no? Yeah. And then Orlando Jones was like, um, I'm embarrassed for everyone involved. <laughs> I was like, oh. I think it's ridiculous that they had the moderator go on stage un- like misinformed. Like, uh-huh. what, what did they talk about prior to? There's plenty of time in between panels and nobody discussed who was actually supposed to be on panel. Wait, so the moderator would like announce somebody and they wouldn't walk on stage? No, no. They, they said that yeah. those were people who were coming. And then it wasn't them. <laughs> and the moderator wasn't aware? Yeah. She didn't know. Oh. Which is weird because... And who was the moderator? Someone oh. from TV Vine? Yeah. I can't remember her name. Yeah. And then, you know what? Fox decided to show us last week's episode. Like... <laughs> what? Yeah. So everyone's already seen it. Most people... I so feel like they were assuming the that... An it, was, it was like an hour. Yeah, like the standard... But so I they think showed they were, the premiere. No. No, they showed the oh. episode that came out this week. I oh, think in their okay. minds, they, they tried to frame it where it's like, oh, well, in Comic-Con, people were too busy to watch the episode, blah, blah, blah. But it's kind of just like the whole point of New York Comic-Con is to show new content. Like, if you can't show, if you don't want to show an episode, then throw together a gag reel. Or yeah. Scenes and spend more time with the actors. Find elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Like, don't show the episode that aired for the week like who does that maybe they're not done editing the the next week's episode that is could it be that i mean they they knew new york comic-con was coming it's like it's fox pr like there has there has to be some team somewhere that's responsible for generating content like if not if not the episode or not a gag reel they could have done maybe like a webisode 
Would that have been that hard? You don't have to edit it. I mean, they could have done any number of things. They could have had a longer panel. They could have it shown was, the blooper reel from last It was about like DVDs. An, an hour and 15 minutes. But that's not a lot of time for questions either. We didn't have a lot of people to ask questions to, it sounds like. Well, some of the questions were really stupid. <laughs> okay, so it's not Schnaden... I can't pronounce this in German. Schnadenfreude? Schadenfreude? Right, Schadenfreude. If, like... You want them to be happy and to do well, is it? No. Because I feel a little bit of like, oh man, this is so emblematic of how the network treats the show. Like, mm, oh my right. god, like I can't stop looking at this car accident. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. I'm also feeling this like, how? Why? Apparently, it might not have been the network's fault. It might, it might have been Reed Pop's fault, but I can't even imagine. But. Apparently in Dragon Con they had scheduling issues too, where Nicole was supposed to be there a second day and she couldn't show up because she wasn't feeling well. And then like Tom showed up thirty minutes late. <laughs> and, I like... mean, that's messy. I feel like as an actor, your job is to show up to these things and to show up on time. And mm-hmm. it's like part of the package. You don't just get paid for making the or for acting. You get paid for the promo too. Yeah, and even if that's, that's not, weird. and even if that's not going, yeah, that's not going well. Then Fox, it's Fox's responsibility to like fill the time with something exciting. Mm-hmm. The fans were so pissed. Like the moderator was like, "I'm just the messenger." They used to pay a lot of money to promote this show. Like I remember the press event that I went to for season one. They had like five people dressed like headless walking around. Mm-hmm. They had people dressed like Headless walking around the previous year, too. They had, like, a huge... Was there any stuff, like, float, like banners or anything for Sleepy Hollow? Not really. No. But it's there funny. wasn't anything. It's really funny to me because Minority Report is going to get canceled. Like, straight up. It got a, it, it got a .6 last week, and they cut the order from, like, 13 episodes to 10. So that's yeah. gone. And it's unfortunate. Yeah. yeah. And it's unfortunate because it's like it actually has diverse, you know, it has an Asian character, Asian female character. It has like a Latino male character, then a black female. But the the lead guy, the white guy, I guess maybe he's just not compel- that compelling or maybe they don't have strong chemistry or maybe like Gotham's just a terrible lead in for it. I just I don't understand. I don't mind him. Like from what I've seen of the episodes, he's actually grown on me. Yeah. There could never be any romantic interest there just because that's not the kind of chemistry that they have. In my opinion, I feel like it's, he feels like a younger brother mm-hmm. <laughs> on the show. Cause there's something really juvenile about him. Right. That's the impression that I've gotten based on the episodes that I've seen. But overall, my night point is not bad. I'm it's not, not a bad sure show. why people aren't watching it. It's better than Gotham. <laughs> I mean, it's not that hard to be better than Gus. <laughs> but yeah, like, yeah, I don't know. So Minority Port is probably gone. But And we're speculating that they're going to film the time slot, fill the time slot with this show about this white guy who wakes up 75 years later and they put his brain into this, you know, jo- Rob Kidzinski or whatever the hell his name is. What? Yeah, it's like this white, it's like Frankenstein. It's called, it's called Looking Glass, which sounds like Alice in Wonderland. It doesn't sound like Frankenstein. So it's going to be called Frankenstein. Why does Fox like I just Cuz the two the two douche them. Oh sorry. The two people who are in charge now are apparently like retroactively just filling all these time slots with white guys. 
instead of actually being because you know empire and sleepy hollow were ordered by like kevin riley who was trying to do something different with the network and those two shows were so good like so popular and then all these shows that are coming after them are just like you know it's like they're trying to make sleepy hollow with minority report without actually investing in sleepy hollow like they're trying to replace it but they don't know how or something his love interest is an indian woman frankenstein oh god i hate it already i love an indian woman with cancer (gasps) oh okay yeah i just wonder like why did they let themselves go they had like a hit right so you had a breakout hit and they just they just let it kind of it's like a collapsed souffle it was like baking and it was smelling good and then they came out of the oven i think i think it might be like this petty thing where they want to sabotage the previous per owner's material or something like the yeah. previous presidents i, I don't know because that. that's what it seems like it just seems like this petty childish thing where like they it's like territorial things like oh that's not our product so we don't want it to succeed we want to make our own thing fox definitely doesn't have good people working behind them then because i don't know and david borean is always don't make any sense to me yeah, and David Boreanaz is, like, always going off on them on Twitter, too. He's always, like, completely shading the hell out of the network. Like, straight mm. up. So, it's, yeah, Fox is a mess. I was like, I wish another network had gotten Sleepy Hollow, like, ABC, and paired it with Once Upon a Time or something. Oh, kill me now. Because <laughs> Once Upon a Time has such great ratings. And then, yeah. like, ABC would have treated them well because they have Shonda. Ugh, I don't know. But anyway, <laughs> that was the hot mess Raven. But other yeah. than that, there were like a couple things that like they told us that someone's gonna switch sides. Shade asked a question. Oh yeah, I asked. I don't know. I kind of felt like a lot of the questions, at least from some of the panels that I was seeing, that the fem- like the women got asked on the panel was just so lacking. So I wanted to try and ask something that Lindy could connect with specifically. Because I know everybody else is going to be asking Raven and Nikki stuff, like, you know, because that's mostly what they lean towards, um, which sucked. So I just asked her because uh, Lindy Greenwood, when we met her at SDCC, she was dressed up as D from Rat Queens, which is an awesome comic that everyone should be reading. Um, and then last year at uh, New York Comic Con, she kind of gave a shout out to a cosplayer that was dressed as Gwen from Saga. So I just asked her, like, since we know that you read Rat Queens and you read Saga, if, there, if there's any other comics that she reads and, you know, what she would recommend that I never heard of and I can't really remember. But it was just nice because she was really excited to answer the question and she was, like, thankful that I had asked her that sort of question. So, Yeah. Yeah, and then I asked, because we were wondering, we were like, okay, so they still haven't been to New York City, and it's right there. It's like 40 minutes from New York City, Sleepy Hollow. And um, so I was like, when is Abby going to take Ichabod to sleep to New York City, maybe to see Hamilton on Broadway or something? And Raven Metter was like, yeah, that's the top of our list. Very Um, sarcastically. No. (laughs) No? No, he was like, no, it's the top of our list. He was to being... take, like, Hamilton to D.C. or New York. <laughs> to take mm-hmm. Ichabod to New York. 
Or sorry, Ichabod. Sorry, yeah. I got Hamilton on the brain. You guys, I'm so obsessed with Hamilton. Yeah, I'm pretty obsessed with. I like listen to it, and I legit cry. <laughs> it's like a freaking new religion for me. It's really good. It's really good. It's really good. Um, yeah. So I asked that. A lot of the questions were just so silly. Like some, and people kept saying like where they were from and giving like their life stories. <laughs> I was like, no one cares. This one guy was like, oh, I'm from Sleepy, or what, what did he, he was like, oh, he's from Terrytown or something, and he wants them to add a monster, like, to mention the, to name drop the place where he's from, because Washington went through there and slept there, and Raven Metzer was like, Washington slept a lot of places. I was like, oh, okay. Ouch. Well, I don't like conventions where people are like, oh my god, I love you. I don't like question <laughs> answers like that. We didn't have questions at the last race spending panel because like, we didn't want to deal with that. Mm-hmm. I think that was definitely a smart decision. Especially people like, like, can I get a hug? Have you ever been to a panel and someone's oh, like, can boy. I get a hug? Yeah. Do not be that person. Don't be okay? that person. Do not hug yeah, up like 30 seconds. Yeah, seriously. Nikki Reed had the worst answers for some of this stuff. There was like one point where she she was like somebody asked her about the historical research that she does for her character. Somebody who does um Renfair or something like that. And or plays, I don't remember what she does, but and Nikki was like, Well, I'm used to playing real people. And our friend kept going our friend was like, What the hell is she talking about? Like Betsy Ross is a real person. She's just dead. She's just been dead for a really long time. And then she also said something like, oh, it was weird because she's read a couple of books about Betsy Ross, but since it's not written from her perspective or something, it's like, well, she's been dead for a really long time. So of course it's not going to be written from her perspective. I don't know. It was weird. It's just weird listening to her talk about certain things because let's be honest, Nikki Reed is not a good actress. Like, (laughs) And I'm not saying this to be mean. She's just, she... I yeah, really I was going like to talk about playing this. Playing Betsy Ross on this show is, like, outside of her actual talent limit. Like, this is out of her range. And, like... She said that she had Betsy her Ross. her coach with her all the time, her acting coach. Which is, like, hilarious to me, because it's like, well... Girl, get a new acting coach because... acting on a show that has, like, a Juilliard graduate, and, or was it, is it Juilliard that... Juilliard, yeah. Nicole, yeah, like... It's not impressive. I don't know how to say this nicely. It's not. I was watching the episode, and every time she talked or when she was challenging the monster, I was just like, oh, my God. This is not acting. Yeah, we might as well go to that. We might as well go to her well, and start with her. dive into yeah. so for this episode, it's we called, had an um, A plot and a B plot. Yeah, well. Wait, I have another raven. Oh, wait. Okay. Oh, yeah. oh. Um, Have you guys been on the Sleepy Hollow Instagram today yet? No. no. It's at Sleepy Hollow Fox. Go, go, go look. Go look. Okay. Okay. Why? Sleepy Hollow Fox. Mm. Today I put... Oh my Funny. god. Wait, wait. <gasps> oh <laughs> wait, wait. What's going god. on? That's funny. Wait. Who's your pick for Crane's leading lady? What? Or Katrina? I'm going to comment. Why? Why are you guys doing this? Literally. Literally. It's all just about, like, the male lead, you guys. And, like, 
the ladies like you know the, the woman leads not it's not about like her like thing it's like she's just one of the three contenders man i don't know oh there's a lot of comments god. it generated a lot of comments oh my god well, were they lacking comments before i just i don't fucking understand like that is so disrespectful on so many different levels and tactless and lazy are you kidding me well, Fox. I mean, these things are like run by like interns, right? Uh, but I mean, like the Tumblr for the Legend still, of Korra had like okay. a fan casting with like all white actors on it. Oh God, this is shit is supposed to be vetted. Like you're supposed <laughs> to have a social media team to vet this shit. Like, what even all three? Yo, like jump off a bridge. I'm sorry. You. Uh, uh, <sighs> Okay, I'm done. I'm done. I just don't understand that shit. This is so ridiculous, but... And you have people who are like, definitely Betsy. She... Oh, God. I hate, I hate, I... Oh, my God, this fandom. This fandom. Definitely Betsy. Oh. Hey, she's a white woman, and... Uh, anyway. So, yeah. It's weird because the Twitter... On the Twitter? On the Twitter... They had said something like, oh, who swooned at the moment on the porch? And I was like, what are you guys playing at? It's like they have no consistency across their platforms. Well, they know that shippers are really intense. And if they stereotype shippers as like the typical stereotype of shippers, then they know how to poke the beast. But yeah, but it's not even necessary. Like someone, someone just commented on, or didn't just come, but one comment that I see on the Instagram on the Instagram is like, like Mulder and Scully, Castle and Beckett, Oliver and Felicity. Like these shows have lead allow their leads to maintain that status, regardless of whoever pops up. But Sleepy Hollow is just like this shit show. Like you're supposed to be selling your leads as as a pair, so other people ship other people. Who cares? Right, and Betsy Ross is not even a Who factor, cares? and neither is Katrina. Exactly, exactly. They're both dead. <laughs> like if basically, you treat, if you treat Abby and Ichabod like the next um, Scully and, and Mulder, like why? Like what? Who else? Like what other contenders could there possibly be? Mm-hmm. Waste of potential. episode is called whispers in the dark which is not a song by george michael um it's directed by russell fine and written by raven metzner and i can imagine that that's why betsy was such a caricature he probably scribbled in the margins act sexier (laughs) raise your chest a little bit puff it out those of those stage directions would be very challenging to follow (laughs) i mean i highly doubt that's what happened (sighs) It's like she's cosplaying. When she blasted <laughs> out of there in the coat, and she was like, I said, well, I figured out how to, like, get him off our trail. Ah. Right? And it's, like, implied that she seduced him. Right. So I, I was, was like, like, how? <laughs> how? 
And she's like, oh, she not like that. Clobber him over the head with her woodenness. <laughs> with her wooden acting. Ooh. I kind of hate that they left in the implication that she screwed him. Do you know what I mean? Like, really? She slept with him to get... It was just like she had to come out in her underwear. <sighs> God. <laughs> Be gone. <laughs> just kidding. Well, they had a Katrina-sized vacuum and they were like, you know, now that Katrina's gone, (laughs) there has to be a white lady. Her attempt at flirting. Is it the actress's fault or is it the writer's fault? She can't act. Marissa, stop trying to be diplomatic. (laughs) Okay, okay. No, I mean, yeah, the entire time she's on screen, I'm like going like, why? It would it wouldn't be so terrible if she also weren't doing the same thing with Crane that she did with the Yeah. Like what? Okay. What? How, are you okay? How could I not? I know. <laughs> Come on. I was like, please, please, oh, oh. Like in my mind, I'm just imagining the director just telling her to deliver the lines over and over and over again. And then finally reaching the conclusion that she literally cannot deliver her lines in any other way, but in the flat tone, deadpan voice. So he just lets the shit go because there, there's no other possible logical reason I can think of for why she's consistently delivers her line in the most awful way possible. And then every time her and Crane are like within breathing distance of each other, I just cringe because there's like zero chemistry. (sighs) This new Betsy Ross times Ichabod Crane thing is the most pathetic thing. I think like (laughs) Sleepy Hollow has ever tried to force upon the fandom since Nick Polly. So clearly, <laughs> well, there was also the the Ichabod Katrina adult baby. We were talking about this while watching the show. We were like, "Well, this is bad, but it isn't as bad as Ichabod and Katrina's baby turning out to be John Noble." <laughs> <laughs> right, right. God, I love yeah. this show, but I hate um, it so much. Wait, you don't? And, I know. You know what bothers me? It's like, why can't she just be a seamstress who trades messages? In the clothing that, would be that cool. she sews. And you don't need to put a gun yeah. in a woman's hand. Or give yeah, her... she doesn't have to be like a, a tomboy to be awesome. Right, or a martial artist to make her interesting. It's just so tropey. It's like, like we said, Kate Beaton, sexism is gone, you know. I might be biased no, but like, by Hamilton. Or up? who am I kidding? Wait, what did you say, Shade? I said I might. I was like, how did she get this part? <laughs> oh my gosh. How did she get this part? Someone owed they somebody were a looking fee. for a wooden person. <laughs> it's funny. That's it's like you so can't be a funny. better actor than Tom Meisen. Like she's just not okay. Can we go through so without a flashback? You know what? I'm terrified. I'm terrified that because they want to push this Betsy Ross thing, we'll keep getting flashbacks. Of and, her. Yeah, and the flashbacks are so exhausting and eye-roll-inducing, and they don't reveal anything that could not have been discovered like in the present time. Like right. our friend Maya was like, no, they never flash back to, well, I was just gonna say they never flash back to Abby's past. Like what is she, like she doesn't see shit mm-hmm. either. Like I don't understand. Our friend Maya was like, well, you know, she, she's like, I enjoy the flashbacks and everything, but with Betsy, it just took me right out because mm-hmm. of the acting. So, Oh, I wish they would lay off a little bit. Just, just stop. 
Anyway, we let's... have that running bet of how many more episodes in she'll be coming before she shows up, right? I hope we all lose. Didn't and I hope one it's... of us say three? Yeah. So we're on the third. That would be next episode. Yeah. So Just saying. Yeah. <laughs> hey, but um, maybe she's like in league with Pandora, and they're like some awesome like lezzy couple, and like they're gonna. You're right. Maybe Team... once she's up against Jen and Sossaman, they like she's gonna stop being wooden. And can you I'm imagine her pl- playing that though? Why wouldn't I like you? I don't know. <laughs> oh my goodness. There's just no chemistry. With and yeah. I kind of miss Katya Winter. <laughs> okay, that's a little bit. Right? A little no, bit. no, no, hey, no. Hey, I, I really think like, I would If they're going to have somebody, yeah. They're going to make up a whole other Ichabod girlfriend on top of the other Ichabod girlfriends they've already brought up. Mm. Well, at least he knows how to do chores. Uh I don't Well, that was a cute opening, actually. Windex. Windex. Hey, how come there's singing. like no product placement on this show? You would think that people would be climbing all over themselves to like advertise through the show using the character of Ichabod. Well, they did do that Ford Mustang. Yeah, but like, what about your base? Like, is the show really bad at getting advertising, advertising dollars? Because I feel like Ichabod eating a Snickers bar for the first time, or. <laughs> Ichabod <laughs> using like a Swiffer, like there are so many branding things you could do. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's true. And it's like, I mean, unless the writers decided that would be too gimmicky. Maybe they need the money. They need the money in the promo because yeah. if yeah. they advertise, then they can get ad money if they run the commercial like during the commercial break. Right. I don't know. Yeah, Victoria's Secret should have done something, or like because <laughs> oh. when he like holds up her. Her under things. He's like fondling her under things, and he almost had like a nosebleed. We, we're always like, we, we're just, we just, we should just write the damn show because <laughs> they have problems and we solve them without even really thinking about it. Yeah. Granted, we don't know all the behind the scenes things, but in my mind, <laughs> like, hey, we're like, doing it better. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I really, I really like the scene, especially like the Bedfordshire client. He was like half the colonial army was after his Bedfordshire choir, and I was like, is this a euphemism for something? <laughs> I was like, hey, they all wanted my Bedfordshire choir. Apparently, so does. It's other. so fan fictiony. Uh huh. Which I like. I like the scene. I think I, I think they definitely threw it in there as like a a nod and a wink and a you know yeah. to the it could be fandom because. Obviously, like, we're the ones keeping the show afloat. Uh huh. And they're like <laughs> eating dinner together, and the scene, the crime, the scene of the crime scene was also pretty awesome. He was like a dopey dog. Right. It's about getting jealous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what do we think about this a plot? Um, a part of me doesn't want to think too hard about it, just because I feel like between this episode and last episode, it's very very flimsy. It's just like, Pandora was, I mean, she was pretty decent and good at the magic stuff. Like, I still like her. Um, 
Yeah. Do, do we think that she's actually evil? I feel like because Sleepy Hollow is telling me that she's evil, I'm just gonna <laughs> just gonna take it. I'm just gonna take their word for it. My main concern is this this monster that eats people's fear. The Dementor? Yeah. <laughs> or like pulls out their secrets. Yes. Okay, so I think it is interesting that they're trying to tie like if anything, I think this A plot is probably the closest thing that Sleepy Hollow has done to sort of include Abby's, more of Abby into the actual plot instead of relying so heavily on Ichabod because the driving force for that secret monster thing was also a part of her investigation, you know, through the FBI. Right, and there was this So whole... it's like her job as a witness and the FBI are like running parallel to each other. Yeah, and there was this whole theme of lying and keeping secrets, even in the B-plot um, as well. Oh, right, that's true. So it kind of tied everything together, but it's just like, I don't know what Pandora's motivation is. Um, what's up with the tree? Yeah, what's up with the tree? Yeah. <laughs> it was a, such a cute little pr- plant before, and then it became this like massive... Mm-hmm. Like, what so was like, that? Who's she serving? She's not serving the tree. Is know. it going to be like another Katrina in the woods doing shit thing? Yeah. <laughs> you know what? Could she possibly not be serving someone? Could she just be raising a creature for her own use? Maybe. But she already Maybe. mentioned she was serving someone, I thought. Oh, did she? Oh. I thought the writers were actually going to commit to Ichabod's secret and make it an actual issue. Instead, he's like this goody two-shoes who doesn't snitch on his homies. Like, ugh, come on. He should have at least given up one name. Or it could have been the other way around and he gave up secrets on the British and felt guilty about it. Right. When he turned... Turncoat, yeah. Why didn't they just do that? Like, Ichabod's always feeling guilty about something. About stuff that's not even that bad. Like, oh, I... I considered it. I'm like, okay, but you didn't do oh, it. I, I feel like like Abby's was obviously the most important one. And I and I don't know if maybe the writers did that intentionally. Like they gave Ichabod this like flimsy ass secret, but they made Abby's secret this more weighty, um, more plot effective. Because oh, you know, if you think about it this way, Ichabod's secret rises and sets with this episode, but Abby's secret ultimately affects Jenny. And also affects Ichabod, too, because then he would have to keep it from Jenny now that he knows. Right. So if you look at it from that perspective, that's pretty interesting. That's true. And it, it's probably going to come up later, definitely. So I like, I like that Abby is getting the weighty, like the more emotional beats. Yeah. Like the more, I don't know what the word is I'm looking for. Like substantial, like meatier parts. I've noticed in the past two episodes that the other characters are able to provide exposition and information. Whereas before it was always Ichabod knows this or Ichabod fills everybody in on what this thing is. Yeah. Like, but I think one thing that is continuing is Ichabod having seen something in the past that's not right. present. That yeah. was a little frustrating and annoying. At least the answer came from Grace's journal this time. Like, why couldn't she be the source of all the flashbacks instead of Sexy Betsy? <laughs> I feel like, like if Ichabod and Grace had adventures. Yeah. How cool would that be? I feel like if they're going to do this whole supernatural monster of the week thing, they need weapons, don't they? Do you think they're Yeah, lacking? I mean, 
Like, don't they have spell books and stuff? Like, Abby's practically a witch anyway. Like, they still have Grace's spell book. And doesn't Jenny have all these artifacts? Like, isn't it odd they don't have, like, supernatural e weaponry? And, yeah, Maybe that's it, just me. It, it always, like, comes up. Are you guys asking why Katrina didn't drop loot? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or something. You know, it's like, it always cracks me up that Abby's always, like, shooting her gun at things. I mean, I love it, but then, like, when you think about it, it's just, like, is it... Like, sometimes it doesn't a, work. It's a Dementor? Like, yeah. Like, can it affect a Dementor? <laughs> exactly. She was, like, he was, like, putting up his finger, and she's, like, shooting at it, and nothing's happening. And it's, like, <laughs> these two, and they, they deserve each other. Like, that was so ridiculous. The show. I mean, I guess the archive is part of their arsenal. He's gonna try to save it. There should I be thought a- he was gonna build a coffee. I thought he was gonna build a coffee shop. Oh. Wouldn't that be funny? I, he he was shop. I was like, yes! Like Ichabod's bruise or something. And he's gonna make donut holes, like the best donut holes. Yeah, colonial times, like he was gonna like make it but authentic. Yeah. There should also be a subplot where he and Abby get fake married so that he can become a legal citizen. Yes! Oh my god. Oh my god. Hilarious. <laughs> They'd have to uh-huh. quiz each other on what toothpaste they use. Uh-huh. He probably knows be everything. Like, yeah, he has a her. good memory. He probably knows everything about her already, though. You guys, that Dementor, did you see what it was wearing? A what? V-neck? <laughs> no, yeah, I was like, this is some low-cut, like, this is like a sexy Dementor. It's <laughs> <laughs> like sexy Palpatine slash, like, Elphaba from Wicked, like, <laughs> <laughs> He was trying to out-sexy Betsy. Yeah, it might have worked. It might have worked. It shows something Show us your your white chest. Um, Blinding effect. Okay, so let's get back to the logistics of this thing because what they eventually figure out is that they just need to know the name, like of like Rumpelstiltskin, right? Yeah. They just need to know the name of the uh, the Dementor, call him by name, so that he loses power. Mm-hmm. They tried so hard with this monster, but I'm just not buying it. And when it finally went away, I was like, oh, that's it? Okay. <laughs> this Monster of the Week thing, they're going to have to, um, I don't know, they're going to have to think a little harder about yeah. this. But the big bad is coming. Peter Mensa. Oh, that was a raven that I forgot. Peter Mensa was cast on the show recently. Really? Yeah. I like Peter Mensa. Yeah, he's, he's, he's playing a god that, like, <gasps> yeah. Peter Mensa. <laughs> yeah. He's from Animaeus from Spartacus. I didn't watch that show. He's been oh. in a lot of stuff. Like, he's this tall, dark-skinned black guy. He has like, this, like, striking face. He's handsome yes. as hell. So handsome. Yeah. He, like, he's like a, he's like, it makes sense to cast him as a god. Like, he's 6'3", and just imperial he's, looking he's a leader like when you look at him that's somebody that you lead yeah. that that leads you that he's you follow stunning so they're gonna make him a bad guy probably <laughs> were they gonna make him a hero no this is maybe maybe they'll make him ambiguous i don't know i doubt it but, but he's, he's a god he's yeah. a god he's coming up mm-hmm. so there's still they're more. really stretching this mythology yeah i don't know i thought the I thought it was scary for what it was. It's kind of like a one-off episode, except for, like, the stuff with Abby and Jenny and um, Joe, obviously. 
What do you think of Reynolds? Like, her relationship with Reynolds? Came out of nowhere. I just kept giggling and thinking about the Quantico TV show. Yeah. Yeah. Were they students at Quantico? Did they wear those blue shirts? I was like, why didn't they make her boss? Like, why didn't he... Why didn't Daniel... Why wasn't he her trainer at Quantico instead of her co-trainee? Like, that would have added a lot of tension, too. Like you know, instead of, oh, he's a, they explained it away with, oh, he's a climber and we pushed each other, but would he get that far in the academy or, like, in the FBI already? That's kind of, like, a quick rise. Or the FBI could be sexist. Or the FBI could be sexist. But I was, like, it would have been really interesting for him to have been her trainee and that, like, the affair was, like, a no-no or something that they had. How much of an affair was it? They talk about eating breakfast together, but it was not confirmed. I think it's implied. There was like some stuff at the end where he's like, we... Right, he did say to her, a change in dynamics or something like that. And she was like, okay. Yeah. So I think there's some resentment mm-hmm. or unfinished business between them. Which is why, you know, Iqbal was being all nosy. I said there was something between the two of you. Yeah, he's like clucking and like preening his feathers and stuff. Mind your business. Mind your business. That was a cute moment. Yeah. Mind your Let's talk about this B plot okay. and what's going on with Joe and Jenny. I I ship it. I think I ship it. Really? Oh my God! They're siblings. She's like five years older than him. <laughs> Stop. No, I think. I mean, granted, it, it you know it doesn't have to be a loving relationship, but this like team up mm-hmm. business. Where he's just like, I want to be involved. Wait, wait, backtrack, backtrack, backtrack. Jenny lives in a trailer in the middle of the woods. I think it makes sense for her character. Like, her truck is right there. Her yeah, truck- that way she can skedaddle if she needs to. Yeah, and I think Lindy might have suggested it, because she seemed to really like the idea. Uh, yeah, she did. I went, yeah. I would prefer... But I, I kind of wish that we got... Just because they spend so little time developing Abby and Jenny together, it's frustrating. Like, if they didn't waste season two and we got maybe some scenes of Abby and Jenny living together, maybe Jenny's uncomfortable and that's why she gets to show. Like, you know what I mean? Like, there's so much backstory that could have gone into that. Yeah. And then to suddenly see Jenny and the trailer in the middle of the woods, I feel like I missed something that I really needed to see. But she would totally be off the grid. She wouldn't have a permanent mailing address. That's not her style. That's true. But I, I mean, I would prefer her Considering what we know of Abby's personality and of Jenny's and the fact that they're trying to rebuild their relationship, I could see Jenny moving in with Abby to try. Do you know what I mean? To try to live with her. Yeah. Like, you know, just to try to like, oh, maybe I can domesticate and then like deciding after a few weeks of trying that, you know, this is not for me. I need Maybe it. she moved out to make space for Ichabod. Yeah. Oh my god. I'd be pissed if that was the case. <laughs> no way. 
The writers, yeah. I just hope it doesn't always separate Joe and Jenny into one plot and Abby and Ichabod into another because the writers seem to yeah. pair people off and then never have them interact with each other in the same scenes. Like, there should be scenes where Jenny and Abby are together while Joe and Ichabod wander off. Right, together. that's true. And, um, and Joe's an EMT. That was like an info dump. That's a good move. Because they need a medic on the team. Right. They need a medic and a coroner. Mm-hmm. He has marine med training, but got taken down by a door to the shins, though. I was like... Does he, does he still have Wendigo powers? I don't know. Because he did not, like, try to free himself. He despite didn't. being a marine and stuff. Um, but I kind of yeah. like that both sisters end up saving their guys. Yeah. Well, maybe he was trying to hold back because he didn't want to kill that guy. I don't know. They really should have just had him last season instead of Holly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they should have. Totally. But they're trying to correct the mistake because they're going to go off and find that Anubis shard, whatever it's supposed to. They're always bringing in these really interesting one-off characters that I feel like need to stick around for a little bit longer. Like the guy with the Camaro. Is that a Camaro? Was he driving Camaro? Yes, Camaro. Yeah. Like a yellow Camaro. I just like his styling. There's something about him that made me think of like New Orleans or something. Yeah, and he did say... He did say something about New Orleans, so it totally. Oh, okay. Yeah, so because you saw the skull, that was yeah. a, that was good character design, actually. Yeah, was, his character design was pretty great. Uh huh. And then he just like zipped off. Yeah, like, but I feel like for a bit. I feel like he's gonna come back because they're gonna go after it, and maybe um, Peter Mensa has to like his thing has to do with this plot because if he's gonna play a god. You know, mm. they're Egyptian gods. Like, are they really casting a, a black, black man? Egyptian god? <laughs> right. What? And Anubis was a was a black was was he black? I mean, they're all black, but Anubis was like really dark, right? That's interesting. I don't remember. That's very very interesting. Mm-hmm. So in this, I love how like Joe gets kidnapped, and Joe's like, "What's going on?" And Jenny's like, "It doesn't matter." And Joe's like, "But I got kidnapped." <laughs> I like that he got that was a great twist that he's the one that gets kidnapped and not Jenny and he doesn't have to save her you know Mm -hmm. like the guy gets kidnapped I don't know I like the fight scene the fight scene Lindy versus bad guy yeah oh yeah she and Abby both took those guys down the same way too like the kicks were kind of similar it was cute I was like oh the sisters have like similar fighting styles I don't know I'm still, I wanted to backtrack about Reynolds for a second. Do you see how he talks about himself and Abby? Like, he's always saying we. Like, we're really ambitious. I know you don't want to stay here forever. I'm I'm trying to do this for myself and climb out of here, and so are you. And I just wonder about that, because Abby has this whole other life that's going on and he doesn't that he doesn't know about and it creates this interesting they have tension. to get him on her, their side it's like they have to get him on their side it's just too risky he's gonna start asking questions about ichabod and why he's there and they're gonna get in trouble you think they need to bring him on board like they brought orlando jones on board i don't know i kind of like otherwise with with reyes it was a complete like we have to keep reyes in the dark like it was extra drama yeah but i like i kind of like this distance because i think like He's going to try to push her, and she's just not going to have that because she's Abby. And especially with Ichabod around, it's just an interesting dynamic. And I wonder why, like, he kind of uses her to push himself, too. I don't know. It's interesting. I can't wait to see what happens there. What do you think of the the way that Crane vanquished the demon? He was like, I'm rubber. He was basically, I'm rubber, you're glue. I didn't snitch. That was kind of like, come on. (laughs) I don't know. It could have made the demon more angry. I forgot to mention that. Yeah. 
this was pretty straightforward episode. Yeah. I don't think there's like any. And, it and felt it, fine. I like the B plot. I like Jenny and Corbin. I like the porch scene. Mm-hmm. That was amazing. Nicole's an awesome Nicole's actress. And, yeah, that was really yeah. good. That was like Tom with his leading man eyes. Uh huh. It's and, so weird yeah. to see like Tom and Nicole, and then Tom and Nikki. Yeah. <laughs> like the contrast and like the way they just that doesn't feel natural. The interact mm-hmm. together. Mm-hmm. The and I liked them acknowledging that the first step of Abby simply sharing her um secret with crane that like that process is really brave like taking that first step to share something like that and that she doesn't have to immediately contact her father just because you know Mm -hmm. at that point then the episode came full circle because we started off talking about boundaries and then we ended with with abby letting down one of her boundaries to open up and let ichabod in um so it was very nice Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did appreciate that. Um, yeah, and I can't wait till the next episode <laughs> just to see where this is going. Earlier, I was saying too that like, How many in, holes? uh, I think it was pretty solid. Like the last one, maybe like a seven. Yeah, mm. I mean the the ghost was kind of silly looking. Yeah, the monster and maybe I'm... Ross. I don't get why she's there, and I don't like how she acts. Maybe I'm just a wimp because I thought it was pretty scary. <laughs> I'm just like, I don't know if I'm going to sleep well tonight when I watched it. Why, do you have a secret? No, I don't have any secrets. Um, no, I have plenty. I'm going to die. Yeah, I, yeah, seven. Yeah, same for me. I'm right about there as well. I think I keep waiting to be wowed. Yeah. I mean, it's only the second episode, and maybe I'm just being extra judgy because we were so gloriously let down last season. But yeah, I want to be wowed. I hope we don't have to wait long for that. At least it's not disappointing me like Game of Thrones, so. (laughs) true. I'm I'm okay so far. But in, in a few episodes, like episode five, it's written by a woman and it's directed by a Nigerian director. Oh, that's exciting. Mm-hmm. Maybe let's, let's see where that takes us. I wonder if it's going to be okay. about voodoo. Okay. What did you think, Marissa? That's a huge assumption to just be like, oh, there's a woman and people of color working on this episode. It's going to be about voodoo. Hey, the title, the title too makes me think that, but I can't What's remember. What's the title? What it is. I can't remember what it is. But okay. It, it I was sounded... like, what? No, no, no. <laughs> it's because of the title. I certainly hope not. It's because of the title, but I, I'd rather them handle it than like a couple of white, uh, white guys, you know? Yeah. Anyway. I guarantee but yeah yeah so that was that all right folks thanks for listening you can find us at fatpinkcast.com fatpinkcast.tumblr.com on twitter itunes podbase stitcher and where other podcasts can be found okay and i shall leave you with the preview for next week's episode Woohoo! ta-ta so beautiful sleepy hollow is back the knife messes with their mind turns them into a brutal killer bringing some bloody good fun to thursday nights how reassuring sleepy hollow only next thursday 9 8 central on fox